Today is our very first radio show, official radio show for Air Power, uh, brought to you by Airgun Web and Airgun Scout. And I've got Cecil here in the studio. Cecil, tell the folks a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, I'm Cecil Bays, the uh, Airgun Scout is the name I go by online. Um, and uh, I've started doing reviews and uh, some hunting reviews and stuff for air guns. And uh, been working with Rick here on the uh, local air gun club, the Havasu Air Gunners. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, and uh, just have a passion for air gunning just like Rick. And we want to share it with everybody else. Yeah, that's basically it. Um, met Cecil a little while ago, probably right after I got back from shooting with American Air Gunner. And uh, it, uh, we started up the, uh, the Havasu Air Gunners, and it was actually uh, pretty cool. Let's see. I've got some stuff coming in here. You can, uh, yeah, Sue's asking me if, she, if, she, if I wanted to post stuff to the chat room and to Facebook. Go ahead and post to Facebook. In fact, go ahead and go up to Facebook and let everybody know we're live. Also, if you can text me to the chat versus in Skype, that would be preferable because then we won't get that little bleep sound every time Skype comes on. So let's talk a little bit about, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about why we're doing the show. Um, one, I love radio. Uh, and I have the face and physique for radio. Yes, you definitely That's do. The, thank you very much. And and a lot of people would probably concur with that. I love air guns. I have all the equipment. We have the website to do it, so why not? And so since we have the time and we have the stuff, then that made good sense to go ahead and let's do a radio show. I think it's going to be pretty cool because it will give people the opportunity to chime in, um, talk about air guns, and we can take your questions live on the air. And we're going to have a, um, in fact, Sue, what I need you to do is go ahead and make sure you publish the Skype name so that if people want to call us later in the show, we're going to have the last 15 minutes of the show will be set aside just for people to call in and ask questions right on the air, live on the air with Skype. So if we have any people that want to do that, we can definitely get that set up to roll. So that's why we're doing the show. We're going to talk, first off today, I want to talk a little bit about a little hunting trip we took, Cecil. Yes, yes, our adventure. Our, yes, and it was an adventure. So we went, first of all, before we talk about the adventure itself, tell us why this area we live in is so cool. Well, the, the, from, from a hunting with an air gun right. perspective. It, it, and, and, I would, and I would start from Arizona as a whole right. and then shrink it down into our geographic location here in Arizona. Yeah, so the, the variety in Arizona is just amazing. I mean, you have lowland desert, you have um, high desert, and you even have uh, actually, uh, they call it an alpine tundra area hmm. here in Arizona. Um, locally, we have um, a wide variety. We've got the Colorado River Valley, um, several lakes some of the largest lakes in the country. Um, and uh, also we have really tall mountains. And uh, Yeah, I know all about the tall mountain part. Yes, we've got uh, the Tiefert, or uh, Crossman's Peak, excuse me, right here, which is about 6,000 feet, pretty close to 6,000 feet. And then we have where we were at hunting, which is in the top of the Wallapies, which is also sitting around 6,200 feet up to 6,700 feet. But it's an entirely different... Uh, yeah, let, let me describe some of this. And if you guys have seen some of my videos, you've seen us in the desert. We've got, well, it looks like scrub brush and, and dirt. 
and rock, and that's it. And, and some cactus. And, and a little course. cactus in between. And you drive about an hour and a half, and you go up to the Wallapai Mountains, and as you're climbing, and you are climbing, you go from... Couple about 3,200 foot, 32 to 3,500 foot up to... Like, well, we were at, yeah, we were at 63 when we hit the top right. of that peak that you made, you force marched me up to the top <laughs> of. I have video proof of that and ph- photographic proof that, yes... He did march my derriere up to a uh, 6,200-foot peak. But anyway, you drive just a little ways, and you go from this scrub brush desert sort of environment to this very, very cool, and I mean cool both in temperature and also it's awesome, um, environment where you have pine trees and, and you, got you, know, scrub you, have, you have trees and, uh, and grass, which is, you know, those are anomalies in Havasu. Yeah. <laughs> You know, to see tall stick things with green things on them, it does sort of make you wonder, gosh, I, uh, <laughs> what are these things? And, and then you just told me they were trees. Actually, I knew they were trees because I'm <laughs> not native to here. <laughs> but anyway, it's got to be funny. It's been a long time since you've seen Yeah, it's yeah, been, been a while since I've seen those stick things with green things on the end. But you get up into this, the weather's much nicer, and you have wonderful pine floors you can actually just, just take a break on. I took several... Uh, we won't call them naps, but we call yes. them horizontal breaks. Breathers. Breathers. Yes. We I'll just to post some pictures to Facebook of that. Yeah, yeah you, thank you. Yeah, sir. go ahead yes. and post some of me taking a break underneath the pine trees. That was uh, necessary given the way this uh, Army Scout was marching my butt all over those hills. But it's it's pretty dramatic. And then... Well, the, the, the wildlife, too, is dramatic. Right. Um, down around Havasu here, you know, you've got some quail, you've got coyote, bighorn sheep, desert bighorn sheep, um, wild burrows. Um, you get up there in the wallapies where we were at, up squirrel hunting, and you have tree squirrels. You have elk, mule deer. Well, we saw elk. Yes. They were we, huge. <laughs> yeah, some nice big old cow elk we saw up there. Um, and uh, there's cottontails and, uh, you know, pretty much it's any quite, kind of bird you can think of. Quite a diversity. And, yes. And, and later in the day, because we sort of, we had that one tree squirrel, when we get to talking about how we, we found that one and we took it out with, a, with the Air Arms S510 Ultimate Sporter, which is what we'll talk about here in a moment. But later in the day, we just drove down into the valley, and there was chipmunk and, you know, probably quail. We didn't see any, but we saw yep. some track. and Saw some mule deer uh, down there? We Actually, yeah, we saw a deer standing in the middle of the road. Yep. That reminded me of being in South Carolina again. <laughs> big old ears on this thing. <laughs> no horns, just big ears. Yep. Um, but, so it's it was pretty cool that in this very, very tight area, there was all this opportunity to go hunting with an air gun. And that's yes. what's really cool about Arizona because they've opened up the laws and they've specifically defined pneumatic air guns, specifically pre-charged guns in the bigger game side of things. Yes. Uh, and then there's more caliber specific for the smaller stuff. But um, it's nice to see that they want to acknowledge it and to legitimize it and then it makes it, makes it that much uh, more enjoyable for us that like to hunt with air guns. It gives us that opportunity to go do so and be legal about it, which is absolutely important to be respectful and be legal about those those hobbies that you have. Right, and it gives somebody who has uh, uh, not doesn't have the opportunity or the abil- physical ability to bow hunt, they can also hunt with pneumatic weapons, sure, and pneumatic guns. And uh, um, actually, it's a slightly more challenging than using a powder burner. Right. Well, I'll tell you, that's that's probably a good segue into how we got this one tree squirrel. Now, you were telling me that the tree squirrels barked and. Well, I thought, you know, yeah, right. But anyway, as we were, 
as we were walking through the woods, we did hear this distinct bark. Yeah, right where it opens up. Right, yeah, right where it op- we get to that point. Like, yeah, it does not open up up there, Cecil. I don't care what what ridge you're going to march me over. It does not <laughs> open up on the other side. Thank you very much. Well, so we get to this. We're walking across, and we hear this little bark, and then we just stop. We just sat for a while, and what was it, about 20 minutes, 30 minutes or so? About 20 minutes, I think, and, it was for him it, to calm down and actually get out of his little yeah, hidey hole. And then you pu- pulled me over, and sure enough, there was this, this squirrel. Now, I'm used to the South Carolina gray squirrels, which are they're basically no, not much bigger than a rat, really. Yeah. I mean, they're not... Yeah, that's the, where you get that tree rat. Yeah, exactly. These, from, from. The, these squirrels were bigger. Uh, this guy was... Um, was uh, I don't know. He was big. I mean, I was. It was more like a fox squirrel, or is it? Just yeah, it's, a, it's an Abert squirrel. Is uh, technically what it is, and uh, it um, they they go about pound and a half, two pounds. And easy. He was, he was all there. So um, you ranged it. It was, um, and we want to say hi to Tommy for coming in the chat. Glad you can join us here, Tommy. So you ranged it, and we were. What was it about forty-seven yards? Well, when we first saw him, he was at sixty-seven yards, and okay. we were able to work our way just a little bit closer to forty-seven. Okay, and I had had the air arms sighted last time I was out shooting was right around fifty yards, so I was pretty confident that the shot was going to be a good shot. And it wasn't an incline though, so we had an up angle. I don't know what the degree was. I probably at least. 12 or 13 degrees, I think, up I, I would say it was actually more than that. Probably but closer to 30. It was enough that it mattered. Yes. <laughs> so we had the additional range. We had the up angle and sort of just, you know, braced up against a tree and popped the shot. The first shot, and we went back and saw it on camera, that first shot hit him right up under the chin, man, and just, just flipped him. And you'd have thought that's all you needed. You know, oh, yeah. And, and you could hear it. It was it a was, solid, solid contact. Uh, it was, it was significant. Did a good job. Yeah. Unfortunately, it wasn't as clean as I wanted. I did take up a follow-up shot, and you know, eventually, it just took a while to drop. But as you said, these things are tough. Oh, they're tough critters, and and they just even if you get a good shot on them, they did the muscles automatically just grab a hold of that branch, and it took a while. Yes. And and I don't ever like to see that. You know, I want to talk a little bit about ethical hunting. I had the right gun, I had the right range. I put the shot where I wanted it. I probably and I was I had the gun set more for finesse than power because I didn't have the power all the way up. Right. When next time I go out, I'm I'm going to just go a little more power because I think if I had just a little bit more, it might have made a little bit cleaner kill that first time. But anyway, it was um, it was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, unfortunately, that was the only squirrel we got because you had brought out the new Hotson 30 cal. Yes, and I'm, and that's got twice the power. I mean, if the air arms is at forty foot pounds at the muzzle, the hot son thirty cal, the new prototype big bores, that gun is shooting eighty, eighty two. Yeah, it was I shooting. We, I let my wife test it out a little bit yesterday, <laughs> and uh, we, she was shooting, and uh, it was shooting eighty four. Is oh, wow. what we were okay. getting. We averaged eighty four. So that's that's honking. Yes. Well, that. That particular gun, I think if we had hit that squirrel with that, it would have just taken his head clean Oh, yeah. Off. It, it, it could have been messy. <laughs> yeah, it would have been over. But it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing that again. Maybe a little less hiking, but I don't know that there's a way around that, is there? Not really. Not not. Well, I mean, maybe if we hit up by uh, Flagstaff or something, we could nah, find you know, a spot that opens up a little bit. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's going to be the refrain. It opens up over there. Um, that's all right. It was something that I greatly enjoyed doing, and truthfully, Air arms did the job. It was a long shot. It was in an incline, and the gun still put it right where I wanted it. You know, I would have liked to have had that 
experience I'm used to in South Carolina where you hit them once, they roll out of the tree, and that's it. These are tough, tough critters, you know. And I've been patient. It would have been that first shot was sufficient. Um, I'm just not used to them gripping and hanging on that way. I know right. better next time. So it well, was, and the, uh, it was the pretty other cool. thing too is one thing that um, people talk about the the precharged and uh, springers and stuff at the elevation makes a lot of difference. And we were, you know, uh, six thousand foot 6, 000, difference, yeah. a six thousand foot difference from what you would actually been sighting it in at. Yeah. So um, I don't know. We may need to do a little bit more experimentation ourselves. And oh, you see mean I got to go out and shoot some more? Well, oh, unfortunately, that might you, you may have to do that. <laughs> oh Such no! So, well, that's Sue. By the way, you guys are listening. That female voice that has that awesome accent that comes in every now and then—that's my wife, Sue. And if you've watched any of the videos, you would have seen her. And probably my daughter Naomi once in a while pop their heads in and uh, and get on camera. That Sue, she's manning the. Computer and Facebook and keeping an eye on things. Perchance I missed something. So if you come up to the chat room, you know definitely you guys. If you're hearing the show and you want to participate, you can go to eagle-radio.com. Click on the listen live button. Hopefully you have Java installed, and that will let you hop in the chat room and you can chat with us live. All right, so we've got some more people hopping in here, which is awesome. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to, when we come back. We're going to talk a little bit about Havasu Air Gunners and our previous CO2 event and what's coming up next, okay? So we'll be right back after the break. Now we're going to talk a little bit about Havasu Air Gunners. And Havasu Air Gunners is a cool club started by Cecil Bays, another gentleman by the name of uh, William Young. And they're here native to Havasu. And, well, I don't know if you're native to Havasu, but you live here. Right, yeah, okay. I live here. I'm not native, but yeah, I live here. Yeah, so I say native like it means something. Right. We all live here in Havasu. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And they say, hey, they got together with me one time. Hey, we'd like to do an air gun club. Is that something you'd like to do? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, of course I would. So, you know, we had our first, the thing was, let's get together once a month. And the local range down here, which is the Havasu Sportsman's Club, awesome, awesome group of guys. Yes, great organization. That have given us uh, use of the club, or use of one of the pistol bays, which is the large pistol bay. Uh, It's like we get about 34, 35 yards from the benches to the back wall. And so we can actually go out there, and from 8.30 to 12, the first Saturday of every month, uh, and Saturdays from like 8 to noon is open to the public, so you don't have to have a membership to come. The public gets to come down, and they get to shoot air guns for free. So we have people that have never fired guns. We have people that have never seen a high-powered air rifle. We have people that, man, I'd love to shoot a big bore. We had a whole event sponsored by Pyramid Air, and they provided some really cool big bore air guns. They have, like, I've got behind me now. I know you guys can't see it on the radio because, you know, you can't see it on the radio. But we are videotaping this. We'll be posting the videos uh, up to YouTube, so that'll be pretty cool. But behind us, I've got the Tactical Sniper over here, and that is a very cool gun. That's a forty-five cal. 
we had 357, we had the Recluse, we had the, the Dragon Claw, cal. yeah, the 50 cal Dragon Claw. So we had folks that could come out and actually test fire these guns, no charge. Right. And that's what I love about the club is that it gets people, or gives people the opportunity to come out and actually do this stuff. But they just never have the chance to do otherwise. Right. It, 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 without without us providing a, the service of you know having a club, and we're glad to do it. Is it, people get the ex, exposed to these air guns that they would have never had a chance to shoot. Um, and we've got a lot of people um, here being in Havasu that are winter visitors. So that's this is a really good time of year that we have a lot of people coming down from Canada and stuff um, who actually live here during the winter. Um, and actually, on the chat right now, we have Alexis Labarge. Um, Hope you're not. I'm not butchering, butchering the name there, yeah. but uh, and actually, that's one of uh, people from one uh, Facebook that uh, is from Canada. And okay. uh, thank you for listening to the show and joining us. And uh, yeah, it, it's it it's an awesome opportunity that we've had to be able to share our passion with air guns with other people. Exactly. So, one of the things that I have enjoyed doing, and we, you and I actually worked on a video together where we set up a sort of a mock field target competition. We were shooting with the BSA R10, yes. and Mr. Laser Range Finder Bays beat me by one shot because, well, he set up the course. I should yeah. have, saw, seen, well, that one, somebody, should have seen that one coming. Somebody didn't like the idea of a squirrel in a tree. I mean. No, that was okay. It was the hiking from... He, look, the guy set up the course <laughs> to his advantage and then, you know, put a quarter mile between each... each. That's, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. It's a huge exaggeration. It seemed like a quarter mile between each each uh, setup to shoot the targets. Anyway, long story short, Cecil beat me by one shot. No big deal. I can take that. Not gracefully, but I can take it. But I really enjoyed it. And I got to thinking, and we kicked this around with the club quite a bit, how do we bring field target, that sense of competition, how do we bring that to the average air gunner? Right, and that was a big question because um, I saw today on uh, Facebook somebody had posted a picture of the U.S. field target team, mm-hmm. and uh, you look at that picture and you see these, you know, um, and shits and <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, thousands of dollars in guns and and optics, right. and it, it's out of the reach of your average, you know, everyday person or teenager that wants to get into a try a competition like field target, right. So but we came we, up with an idea. We agonized over this. I mean, we thought, well, let's limit it to monetary. You can only have so much invested. But, I mean, even a basic pre-charged gun is going to run you 500 at minimum to 1000 bucks, exactly. and you've got optics. And then, you know, where do you draw the line? Do you Well, can it be modified? And by the time we got done looking at the various rules that you'd have to put into place to make it, quote-unquote, competitive and affordable, it was just unwieldy. And then, you know, this, this sort of thought jumped into my head. Why not limited to just CO two? That's a scary thought. What's a scary thought? Scary thought. The thought jumping into your head. Woman, what exactly are you trying to put in there? You know, my wife says the same kind of stuff. I don't Man, that. I got to tell you, I had to put in two cents. You know, that's <laughs> more than two cents, dear. It ain't worth two cents, but it's more than two cents. Anyway, let's move it along here. That's so, how the next air gun purchase starts, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I'm going to buy a new gun. No, <laughs> Okay, so seriously. The idea was to figure out a way to make it, to just level the playing field. And rather than try and put a bunch of restrictions that would make it monetarily restricted, why not just limit the, the propulsion? Exactly. So by making it CO2, one... We can actually use our venue because trying to shoot 
Six the knockdown target, the knockdown yeah. targets beyond thirty-five yards is a stretch anyway with a CO two gun, uh, with an unmodified CO two yes. gun. That's one of the rules; it has to be unmodified. Um, but you know, from from we were setting up targets from like seven or eight yards out to like thirty some yards, and we were using like the Umarex Fusion, which is a really cool. The Umarex. I just got distracted by the chat. Forgive me. We're using the Umarex Fusion, which is a CO two gun. It's suppressed. It's single shot, 177, and it's it's actually really accurate. It's a fun gun to shoot. It's very inexpensive, which that was the point. Now, Umarex has provided a couple guns and scopes for us to use at these events so that people that want to try it, they can come down and again, without any investment, really, they can come see if it's something they want to do, and from there, they can make a decision. Well, we had the our first uh, CO2 trial, the CO2 field target test run, was this last month? Was it November first? Is that when we did it? I it believe, was November yes. November first, yeah. and I think what we've got, Sue, if you can put up the links to the photos on um, Facebook. To, yeah, well, there's two articles. There's an article that happens to Air Gunners, and an article at Air Gun Web that come at it from two different perspectives, but they have different pictures and whatnot. If you can um, post links to those, either on Facebook or whatever, people can kind of get an idea of sure. what we were doing. And, you know, it wasn't like the national field target. We didn't have things in, you know, trees in a forest. I mean, we had a pistol bay. But yes. in the end, people had a ball. Well, we did have one in the tree. We had one tree. It was a stick with leaves on it. Even hey, I, I made that for my wife for decorations. I had to fight her to get it down to the range. <laughs> she, she was afraid to let it get shot. She was about that, Cecil. I know she wasn't, but she shot it enough times with the uh, 2250. She she got her Yeah, she had a good out. time. It was a, it was a real good day. And... You know, I think we, we really kind of stumbled onto something because, as I said, it's inexpensive for people to get started. Um, the guns are accurate enough. Now, we do have the advantage of Havasu where the temperature is more conducive to that. Exactly. You don't have to worry about low temperatures. But in the summer, we go the other direction. It's too hot. Exactly. And you get valve lock on the other side. So everybody's going to have the you know things that make that maybe a little more difficult. But yeah. something like that, you might even be able to work out something on an indoor range. You know, if you found a, a big enough facility that would let you do it. Yes, exactly. Well, and it, it, it le- like I said, it levels the playing field, and it, it makes it accessible. And that's that's really what we wanted to do. We wanted to encourage younger, newer shooters that they don't have fifteen, eighteen, twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a rifle just to be competitive. It's exactly. no fun. It's no fun to go quote compete and not be competitive. Exactly. I mean, I don't like when you're just getting that. rolled over every second. You know. It's, yeah. So. It, this is a way that really levels it out, and I think people had a great time. We're looking to schedule our next one, probably we're thinking February. Even uh, I enjoyed that, and I think everyone of all different ages enjoyed that. Even Naomi enjoyed it. Yeah, and it, yeah. Was, it, it was suitable for everybody. Well. Yeah. yeah, so that's something we're going we'll, to We'll be posting information about that up on our Facebook page. For it's, If you want to know about Havasu Air Gunners, it's HavasuAirGunners.org. Uh, the Facebook page is Facebook have a slash Havasu Air Gunners, yeah. so... And and we'll be posting that stuff up regularly. In fact, if you join, um, is the show only an hour? <laughs> right now, yes, <laughs> theoretically. If you want to know what's going on with Habitu Air Gunners regularly, just join the Facebook page, and then you'll get the notices. And we put up. I think. Did you post the the uh, flyer for the next event? I believe I did. If I yes, didn't, he did. I'm, okay. Can, All right. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about the next event. And goodness, we're we're going to have to move it along here. So the next event is just going to be an open shoot. No yes. big sponsors, no big agenda. We're just 
bringing a bunch of stuff out, and we're going to shoot stuff. Yes, just let people try them out and see what's available. All right. And a, a good variety. Yeah. Um, PCP, Springers, you know, the whole nine yards, even a couple CO2 guns. All right, well, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to get ready for the uh, for the next segment. And then we're going to talk about some new products. And I may, since we've already talked about the big boards, I may talk about this next one first. Yeah, I think that might be a wise choice. We're actually, not that you can see it because it's radio, but we're going to fire this one on the radio because I think it'll be... Back, Cecil. We're back. I gotta wait for the lights to blink. And sometimes it, sometimes it's hard. You know, guys. I see you talking about the thirty cal. We'll come back to the thirty cal uh, a little bit later. Well, I think, gosh, we're running, we're running behind my schedule, Cecil. So oh. we will have time to bounce it around. Rick, I yeah, think this we'll, is we'll, gonna we'll have to be an hour and a half or two hours. No, no, no. Sure. You know what? It, what it's gonna be is we'll try. We'll start with once a month, and then if people really like it, then we'll go to twice a month, and exactly. we'll see. And then we'll just start. Sticking things together. All right, so let me tell you about what Cecil is holding, and I'll try to describe it. Because obviously, like this, you can't oh, see I it. Or I could on just r- come and take a picture and post it to no, Facebook. No, 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 no. They're going to have to wait till we post the video, yes. and they'll get to see it. So what he is holding looks a lot like a Tommy gun. And, act- and actually, if you've ever seen a Tipman 98 Custom, imagine a Tipman. That's what it is, right? Yeah, 98 Custom, yep. Imagine a Tipman 98 Custom that shoots... 22 caliber pellets from a 100 round belt. <laughs> yes, very rapidly. So, what we've got, and we want you guys to hear this on the air, this is the SMG 22. And Sue, I think you should be able to find a link to their website. I think it's air ordinance, air-ordinance.com or something along those lines. If you could put a, put I've a got link it. in there for those guys. air-ordinance.com slash SMG-22. There we go, go ahead and throw it up there. So I this will. is the this go ahead and go single shot and then uh, then take it full auto, Cecil. Okay. Okay then. If that's, yeah, that, that's a little fun. <laughs> I may have to take this one home with me. Yeah, I could just see your neighbors loving that one. Oh yes. <laughs> so that is the SMG twenty two. This gun is actually pretty cool in the fact that, I mean, it may not be necessarily my cup of tea, but I don't want to take anything away from it because for you guys that are interested in more accuracy by volume or uh, just getting out and just shooting stuff for the heck of it, like put a bunch of tin cans up. I actually have my accountant who says he has a laptop yeah. that he wants Ooh, destroyed. Yes. So I think what we're going to do is get that from him when we shoot a video of this is just Blast it with a la- uh, blast the laptop with you. Oh, yeah. it's That'd very very cool. I did a video, the promo video we did for the Mega Boom product in in one of the scenes, a couple of the scenes. The owner of that company is shooting the SMG twenty two, popping the Mega Booms. It is a very fun gun. It you is. know, accuracy on this is definitely secondary or tertiary on the list. It is. It is. <laughs> it's it, an area weapon. It is. It's not yeah, a point it's a weapon. it's a suppression. Yeah, yeah suppression. Yeah, exactly. Air, right, air gun. It's cranking about six hundred feet per second. You 
just blow through pellets like nobody's business. You are not buying match grade pellets for this thing. No. You're finding the cheapest thing that you can find in 22, and you're they have a cool little auto loader because loading up the uh, loading up those those magazines are is is a chore, but are the the um, belts is a chore. But anyway, ten minutes of work for two. minutes. Yeah, exactly. And you you blast them really really quick. I want to thank those guys for sending it. They sent it a while back, and I just haven't had a chance to get to it. But it is on the docket to get a video done, so that's pretty cool. Now, speaking of the Mega Boom, as we kind of move forward here. The owner of the Mega Boom, I'm trying to get him up for an interview next show. If you don't know what the Mega Boom is, look it up online. I did a couple of videos. Um, <laughs> that's just squirrel killing power. Yeah, I, yeah. Could, I can see that, Mike. In fact, if we get flying squirrels, it's almost like an anti-aircraft gun. <laughs> we had some crows flying around out there in the woods. It would have been kind of see, fun. That to, would have been, that yeah, been, that been the ticket anyway, right there. Anyway, let's get back to the Mega Boom guy. His name's Ralph. And uh, Ralph is uh, an interesting character. He, he built this product. It lets you stick a two-liter bottle or a, uh, a one-and-a-half-liter bottle or a one-liter bottle, even up to a three-liter bottle, and lets you go ahead and, let's see, I've got accept. There we go. Accepted a contact. Anyway, so it allows you to plug in a, uh, a water bottle of some sort. You pump it up to about 100 PSI up to. Uh, the little bottle's less than, and then you hit it with a projectile, the thing blows up. It's a lot of fun. The original unit, which we call the Cadillac unit, uh, that original unit was about hmm, 120 bucks with a gauge. About 120 bucks. He was telling me they've completely revamped what they've done. They don't sell the unit without the gauge anymore, but what they do have is a new unit that is completely stripped down, and it's only 24 bucks. See, now that, that is really interesting. And it really is flying right off the shelves. Yes. We're supposed to have some samples for the next show. Hopefully, we'll have him up for an interview, and that'll be very cool. So definitely join us. You know, Keep an eye on uh, Airgun Web's uh, Facebook page, my website, Cecil's site, when he yeah. gets that done. Well, and the nice thing about it is you know, it, it works great for air guns, archery, crossbow. Yeah, it works for, yeah, across the know. board. All right, so we have a couple minutes here, and everybody wanted to know about the Hotson Big Board. So let's go ahead and go back to that, since that's we'll we'll call that to one of our questions that uh, we'll take some time away from that slot. But if we go back to the Hotson Air Guns, uh, the Big Boards, that is. Which one um, in specific are you talking about? So I can we'll, post pictures of it. We'll, we'll start with the thirty cal. And they look identical, other than on the side, one says 30, one says 35. Exactly. You're talking yeah. about the BT-65, correct? Yeah. Correct. It's a BT-65, quiet energy, so it's a suppressed big bore air gun, and the suppression actually works. Measured at the range, the 30 cal was topping out at about 104, 103, mm-hmm. 103.8 dB, and the 357 was topping out at 99 dB. Yep. Um, that's pretty doggone usable. Uh, for a for a big bore air gun, actually the thirty cal. Uh, what's so loud about that is when you actually hit something, <laughs> it's yes. much louder than yes, when it actually yes. fires. Because Cecil was shooting rocks, uh, just making sure his uh, his sighting was in. And my goodness, was that thing hitting with some authority? Anyway, so the thirty cal, you've got basically one projectile that really works well. That's the JSB. I don't know if there's any other thirty cal pellets. I haven't really researched it. But you got something that works, just stick with it. Exactly. You don't need anything else if that's doing the job. So the 30 cal JSB is pushing 900 and some odd feet per second on average. 82, you were getting 84 foot pounds. Yes, I was. That is smoking. 
And you're getting one mag. I mean, I'd love to get more shots, but really realistically, you're probably talking one mag, right? Right. It's it's a little over one mag. One and a half mags. Ten shots, maybe? Yeah, I think with some some tuning, a little bit of slide adjustment and and refining on it, I think that they'll probably be able to get it to put out two mags. Maybe not with 84 foot-pounds. They may have to dial it back, maybe. Um, But... It's just a prototype, so there's yeah, still... they're still working on it. They're, yeah, they're tweaking it. I was very fortunate to get these um, very, very early models, and they were prototypes. They were not production models. So, um, And I've been down this road before when the first Quiet Energy guns came out. They sent me a sampling of them, and I made notes and sent back my suggestions, and they took those and ran with them, and they have made some phenomenal guns. I think uh, Mike, who's up here on the chat... He's got uh, got a new quiet energy gun, and from what I can understand, he's kind of happy with it. So, and I know you've shot them quite a bit, Cecil, and they've turned out good. So, I would imagine that they'll uh, they'll do really well. The um, reservoir on the thirty cal. Oh, you wish they used um, which uh, wish uh, which, you reservoir, which reservoir? Yeah. They used the big one. It's the BT sixty five reservoir, so whatever that is. The two hundred fifty five cc. Yeah, they used the correct, larger yes. one. And it's dumping a lot of air to push that projectile. Let's talk a little bit about the 357. Well, let me back up to the 30 cal. Range is phenomenal. Um, yes. I've written some articles at Airgun Depot, airgundepot.com. Click on the university tab. Maybe, Sue, you can go ahead and just put a link to the university there. Some of the most I recent articles. I find it last time I looked for it. Do you know where it is? Um, when you go to airgundepot.com, at the top of the page, it says University. Click that, and it'll give you all the articles. I write at least two articles a week for them. So there's three articles that talk specifically about the HOTS on Big Boars. Um, the 30 cal, there are there's some shot groups there from 50 and also 100 yards. So you're looking at 100-yard accuracy just slightly over an inch. Yes. <laughs> and and you're, you're, uh, it's pretty flat. Yeah. It's really flat compared to a lot of the other big board guns. You don't have nearly much, as much of a ballistic arc out at 200 well, yards. Well, and, and we, we actually tested that a little bit inadvertently when we were shooting for accuracy, the 357 30 cal. And we were shooting, I was mainly trying to get um, some sh- uh, shot groups of the various ammo that I had in 357 to see which would work best on the on the 35 cal. Cecil happened to go with me just because it was an opportunity to go shooting. And so yeah, I was shooting, my arm. yeah, twist your arm and all. At 25 yards, um, you know, aiming dead center with the 357, when I marched that out to 37-ish yards, I had like a mil and a half drop. So yes. it was significant. Cecil had like half a mil drop. Pretty much. That, I, don't even, I think it was like a, a third or a quarter of a mil. I mean, so the drop, the, the just the higher velocity, lighter pellet, I say lighter it's, pellet. It's, it's forty-five grains. Right. Yeah. It's not a light pellet in by any means. So um, I mean, a twenty-two long rifle is thirty-six. It's forty-five. It's pushing nine hundred feet per second. Granted, a twenty-two is maybe twelve fifty, but it's it's a here that thirty cal is sweet. So if the thirty cal, we talked a little bit about this the other day. If the thirty, if the thirty cal is really that sweet spot, why even make a 30, 35? And I can tell you why. At least I can surmise why. I don't know if this is the actual reason. The 357 is a lot of more and more states are calling that 357 the base caliber for hunting large game with an air gun. Yes. And so anything 35 caliber or larger. Right. So the 30 cal, while it may be, huh, man, like the small game hunter's dream gun, 
you know, it might be illegal for you to use that on a larger game in your state. You need something that's legal. Right. The three five seven, the thirty five cal hot sun puts you in that legality stage. You got good fifty yard accuracy. You get ninety foot pounds, so it's a little bit more powerful. The cool thing I like about the thirty five, and this may not be what everybody wants, but I appreciate the effort went into it. I got twelve shots, which is two full mags, and my extreme spreads have always been less than twenty feet per second. Now that, that's that's pretty dang good. That's hard to get with. <laughs> so I'm getting. One inch, fifty yard, one inch ish. This, they've got a little tweaking to do on the three five seven, but it's most definitely going to be a one inch at fifty yard gun. Um, and I'm getting twelve shots with very little spread. So, to me, that's a winner and a winner and a winner. It may not be the hundred foot pounds or the hundred and twenty foot pounds that some people want on the three five seven, but if you want to hunt larger game in your state and they require a thirty five, you've got an option that's not going to break the bank. It's going to give you a good shot count, and it's going to give you good accuracy. For me, that's a win, and that's why I think the gun is is actually worth promoting. So I'm I'm looking forward to them sort of finishing that up. That's going to be very cool. Yes, yeah, so their next uh, next version of it is really going to be the the bee's knees. I'm sure. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to I, be quite yeah. A... I mean, I, I've been around. The, I've sort of been on this sort of track with them before. Yep. The first ones. Can have a little rough edges, but it always comes out yeah. where they have something that's just killer. Well, they've, right. been real, they've been really receptive to the the feedback they've been getting. So more so than any any company I've ever worked with, Hotson has been. What can we do to make things better? And they're a family owned business. They own all their own stuff. They make all their own stuff. So when the owner sees a change, he goes down to the where or down to the factory floor, stops the machines, makes a change, and. It's done. There's the, that's that's the end of the red tape, right. so to speak. So, it's very very cool uh, to work with a company that's that nimble and that willing to to hear suggestions. All right, guys, we're going to take a short break and then we will be back. Next thing we're going to do is talk about some email questions that we received, and then uh, we're going to open it up for those that want to jump in and maybe ask some questions live. On- So we got a couple, um, well, they're not listeners yet, but I get emails continuously. And one I thought was pretty interesting. And Cecil, why don't you go over into the workbench over there and grab, there should see a white box up in there, and you'll find a Vortex piston. If you can bring that over here, that way when we do the video side of it, people can see what we're talking about. In the meantime, I will try my best to describe it. So the question was, how do you fill the Vortex piston? Um, and I've had actually some people that have let all the air out and then said, 
how do I fill this back up? Because, of course, when you get a new air gun, the first thing you want to do is take it apart and play with it, right, Cecil? Is that the, uh, is that the that, goal? That's the first inclination I have. Yeah. Let's take this apart and see how it works. Yeah, and then it doesn't work so well, and then you're stuck with the gun that you've got two parts and you own both of them. Anyway, yeah. so what I'm holding here is the... Um, the vortex piston and what you've got on the side is you've got a little screw that's the release if you open that up all the air goes out and the other part looks exactly like what you have on the side of the precharge guns yeah, for your fill probe and i'm going to hold this up to the camera so you guys can see that well not on the radio <laughs> yeah but obviously, over the radio. but obviously when we put this video up on youtube you can actually see what this looks like so you would fill this up with a hand pump uh, or a scuba tank and it says on the side do not exceed 150 bar um what the, so the hand pump might be the best option yeah because it, it's a tiny little cylinder yeah. and it fills really fast um the cool thing about these is you can rebuild them you can get a rebuild kit uh, to get it apart the first time takes a torch because they are really aggressive. We'll yes. put it that way and make sure they, they don't, don't come want apart. it to break or fall apart. But after that, um, you can actually rebuild this pretty pretty easily, which is kind of cool because you certainly can't do that with almost any other uh, mainstream pneumatic RAM type power plant. No, that I know none of them. It's, it, it stops working and you got to buy a new one. Yeah, and I've had that happen a lot <laughs> with one particular one, which we shall not mention on radio, which I've mentioned it enough in my writing, so we'll just move on from that. Yeah. So anyway, you put the probe in there and you pump it up. Now, the, the big question was, what pressure is factory pressure for various guns? Well, that I just don't know. I mean, I think you're going to have to email Hotson. You can go to hotsonusa.com. Up at the top right of the, of the page, you have warranty safety. There's a customer service form. One of the options is, I have a question about my gun. Fill that out, and they'll get back to you with exactly what is factory for your gun. The other question was, if he pumps it all the way up to 150 bar um, and tries to cock it, will it break the barrel? No, you will not break the barrel if you fill this up. Really, frankly, from 135 to 150, you're not going to get much of a power increase. You're just making more work for yourself. So, you know, find out whatever the factory setting was, and I bet you those guys over there have put in the effort to really optimize it. So just because it can go to 150, you're probably not doing yourself any favors by trying to take it to 150. Yeah, there's anyway. a lot of research that goes into, you know, what works best, and, you know, they prefer to send you a good working gun than, you know, a passable gun. It's even a little rebuild kit. Oh, nice. Okay, so that is the question about the hot sun. Vortex, uh, air spring, gas piston, whatever they want to call it. The next question I have is about the Beeman R9. Now, I've had a Beeman R9 for a while, and it is a phenomenal gun. I love the R9. And the question was, is it still one of the best guns in the $500-ish price range? My personal opinion is absolutely yes, it is. Um, I absolutely love the, uh, the R9. I have the R9 in 177 caliber. It has provided one of the best shot groups I've ever shot in my life at a .06 inches center to center at 20 yards. Yeah, I like that gun. It's maybe not the most powerful, but it is incredibly accurate, and it's been uh, it's been a part of my stable for quite a while. I don't ever see um, wanting to get rid of it. It is a very good gun. So in answer to that question, is the Beeman R9 still one of the best air guns in the $500 price range? In my opinion, yes. Now, I will say that 
Um, for whatever reason, some of the Wyrock guns that I've looked at recently or shot have a little bit of a buzz to them. Uh, I've got an HW50, the R9. I tested the 97 not too long ago, a couple years back. And they all kind of had a buzz. And I don't know if they're not greasing them because they want to increase velocity. And what you'll find is people want to do or people want to have a high velocity, high velocity, high velocity. So if you grease the gun to dampen the vibration, you actually reduce the velocity a little bit. So I think maybe they use a little bit of oil or something lighter that still lubricates it, but it does nothing for the dampening. Frankly, I'll take a gun that has uh, little to no vibration and drop a few FPS. Personally, I find the gun's a little bit easier to shoot. So I took my R9, dismantled it. There was really no, quote, tuning that needed to be done because it German built. One screw works, why not use 10? Um, so took it apart, put it back together. I lubed it with my tune in a tube grease that I sell on uh, Airgun Pro Shop, and the gun's phenomenal. I love it. All right, so the next question we have, Cecil, you're handling the chat, I see. Yes. Just okay, that's fine. You do that well, all. Well, what we had is uh, one of the, on Facebook, we had a okay. question of uh, what is the BT-65 going to do with 200 bar, like five shots is their question. And uh, 200, with, 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 what? with which caliber would be the really big question. Um, with, well, like well, the 357, the, the BT-65 was doing um, at 200 bar fill. 12 shots. 12 shots, right. With the 30 cal, you're getting cal, seven. You're getting at least seven shots. Yeah. So. yeah. so if you want to put that back up there, Sue, the 30 cal right now as it sits, and it, they might change it again. These are prototypes. But right now the 30 cal is getting seven shots uh, with a 200 bar fill. And the 357 is getting 12 shots with a 200 bar fill. Um, okay, so now the next question I have was somebody asked me about the custom shop pistol from Crossman. And I don't know if we've got one under there, Cecil. Let's peek under. Yep, it's right here. Goodness, we have to be careful. Oh, goodness. Hey, nothing else. Nothing else fell out. Hey. Look at that. Wow. Okay, so I've got here, and you guys, again, on radio can't see it, but when you see the video, you can. I have got a custom shop, and this is a, I think this is a 1300? That's a 2300, excuse me. So this is a 2300 metal breech. Um, I have done a little custom work to it, because when you buy these custom guns, you never stop there. The question was, are they worth it? Depends. I think it's actually a little cheaper to buy it from the custom shop with some of the accessories than trying to outsource them privately and put right. them all together. If you buy them all one, one at a time, you're going to spend a little bit more. I, I think that is the case. Piece by piece. Um, I really like the gun. I got it set with the LPA sight, the rear adjustable sight, and the uh, a muzzle brake up front. And it's a gun that is a very fun little 10-meter gun. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. So in answer to that question, yes, I think it is absolutely worth it. It's something I've enjoyed shooting and uh, probably will continue to enjoy shooting. And it's something that we take out to the Havasu Air Gunner shoot regularly because it's very easy for youngsters to actually handle and shoot that gun. Yes, it is. And with being single shot, it teaches to make each shot count. Yeah, discipline. It's very, very good. Yes. So I like the custom gun. So we got one more segment, uh, segment coming up. We're going to hit a break here, and we will be back.
gosh, we're, we've got nine minutes left, Cecil. Yes, we do. This has just flown by. We've got so much more to talk about. We have we barely scratched the surface. Oh, man. yes. Sue, so, did the you way, say Rick, you had something to say? Yeah, I wanted to let you know that the, I posted the picture of you lying under the trees. <laughs> and uh, Lisa made a comment. She said, uh, are we still in the desert in Lake Havasu? Because it doesn't look much like it. Doesn't She doesn't see any sand or rocks. Well, drive five miles, and yeah, you drive five miles, and that's all you see is more sand and rocks. Exactly, (laughs) and no river. (laughs) Right. And the one bonus about being all the way up there, though, is I mean, you could see almost all the way to the Grand Canyon up at the top of those mountains. It It was was, awesome. It's amazing. It was a hike dodging the yak poop. I know it's not yak poop; it's elk poop, but it's funny now. (laughs) But you know, and then you know, your legs could have, if you were wearing long pants, would have helped. Oh, I got all scratched up in the the scrub oak. Oh gosh! Yeah, he wanted to look his best, Cecil. He's a paper hunter for the most part. I'm trying to teach him how to, you know, be out in the woods and the mountains. And you know, I was I was thinking of a name for the show. Yeah. And first we thought airwaves, but you know Tom Gaylord and Pyramid Air—they had that for a while, right, so we yeah. changed our mind. But anyway, um, we were looking at yak poop yogles. No, no, I was thinking of, of air power, which I kind of decided on, but it wasn't my first choice. My first choice was ah, <laughs> I couldn't yeah. figure out how to spell that one. <laughs> anyway, it was funnier when I said it. The first Say time. that one again. <laughs> the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's hard to spell. And, the, the, and funny enough, the domain name was not available, so it just wouldn't work anyway. <laughs> oh, I guess they can hear us counting ourselves in, so. Well, well. You know? Count ourselves. Well, I'll have to fix that. Yeah, well. It, it's it's informal. That's the whole idea of the show, right? We're not. The beautiful thing is I can edit all that out. <laughs> yeah, there we go, yeah. <laughs> when it finally hits the site, it'll be perfect. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right, so we're on to the... We're on to the last segment here. Okay. The last segment is if you guys would like to hop in and actually talk with us on Skype. I don't know if anybody would like to join us, but our Skype name is AGW AirPower. That's AGW AirPower. And if you'd like to hop in and get on the air with us and ask your questions live on the air, you can do so. If not, well, I guess we'll talk about the next thing here we've got behind us. I've got the Evonix Big Boar 45 cow. Check out and see if we need to check on that chat there. So I've been shooting more and more big cow, uh, big bore air guns. And I got to tell you, initially, I, I, I sort of, but I'd never shot one, let's say that, before yes. I'd ever pulled the trigger on one. I kind of said, geez, I don't know if I get this. I mean, why would you want, it's more expensive, gosh. You get air guns because it's cheaper, right? Yeah. These are really expensive to shoot, much less buy. So there was really no cost savings. And then I we had that big bore shoot that Pyramid Air put on for us, and that really changed my mind because I started to get it because these big holes started opening up in the paper. Yeah, so definitely it, hear it even just hitting the backstop oh, it was with authority. Impressive. It was. Uh, it, yes. it was impressive, and one of the nicest guns I've had the chance to shoot um, has turned out to be that Evonik Sniper. And so now I've got this forty-five cal that just shoots like a dream. You get really three consistent shots. So, I mean, if shot counts your thing, this is not your gun. No, not, um, not really. <laughs> but at three shots, you're looking at probably good three shots touching, which is pretty cool. 
See, I got a Skype thing coming in here. Let's see, that is a from Sue. Oh, she said, I pinky promise. This would be my daughter. Yes, if you can go ahead and bring her in and put your other camera on so that we can hear her through that microphone. Go ahead. We're going to bring Naomi up because I did promise her, and daddies like to keep their promises whenever they can. <clears throat> and we are going to talk to her about the new Umarex APX. Is one we didn't get to in the new product section. But since we have nobody hopping on Skype, we'll talk about that for a little bit. So, Sue, you just let me know when you've got her in there, and we will uh, bring Naomi up, and we can talk about that Umarex APX. Let me know when you're ready, Sue. I'm ready. Are you ready? There's the squirt. So, squirt, that's Naomi, by the way. I call her squirt. When you were out shooting in the front yard the other day, you were trying the new Umarex APX. Did you like that gun? There were some things I liked about it. Really? What I like the trigger. I thought it was very nice and light. The only two, there was two things I didn't like: how hard you had to pull it back, and the, the height of the stock makes it a problem to pump the gun. Right, because you're just a little bit too small for it to be perfectly comfortable. But mommy shot it. She did very well, didn't she? Yeah, she did okay. That gun really likes her. Yeah, it does. Especially like with the paintballs. Yeah, at the, by the end of the day, you know, she started out shooting, and it was a little bit tough to get decent groups. But by the end of the day, we were working to shoot paintballs off the top of golf tees, and with a gun that's right in that sixty sixty five dollar range, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, and especially when you could take something. What's cool about this gun is it's very safe. It's probably one. It may be the safest multi pump. Uh, because when you open the handle, the minute you go to pump it, it automatically puts the safety on. We're almost out of time, but let me just talk a little bit about the automatic safety for a minute. Um, I have mixed feelings about this. We talked about this the other day. Yes. Mixed feelings on the automatic safety because the automatic safety for a brand new shooter, I think it has an advantage because obviously you want them to learn good gun skills. You want them to know how to put the safety on, take it off manually themselves, do it properly. But a brand new shooter, they've got so many other things going through their mind. If you can help them out on that safety aspect and make it automatic, I think there's a place for that too. Yeah. So this is like the first multi-pump gun. It's priced well, shoots pretty decent. Um, it's very lightweight. It's easy to shoot. It's not terribly loud. It's got decent accuracy, and it's very, very safe. So uh, I give it up to Umrex for coming out yes. with that. Well, product. and it's it's a, a dual ammo gun, so yeah. you can shoot either BBs or pellets through it. So um, you know, you're very cheap to shoot. Exactly, very yeah. cheap to shoot. You can get BBs and and shoot all you want, it's and like it's five really bucks cheap. for four thousand. I mean. Exactly. So <laughs> your basic training, and then once you actually get into the accuracy portion of it, you switch over to pellets and. Then you know you're getting that more little bit yeah. more accurate. Well, the things I always tell people, and you never know quite when it's going to happen, but BB running the steel BBs through a rifle barrel and a dual ammo gun will eventually wear the rifling out. So true, very true. You may start out with uh, BBs and then have to buy another one when you just want to switch to pellets, but that it may be years for you to run enough through there to to make a difference. So, but yes, it does. It can be very inexpensive. Put some simple targets up in the backyard and go have fun. Well, guys, we got 30 seconds left and we're out. So I want to thank you all for joining us here at Aerial Web Air Power and with with myself, Rick Utzler, and Cecil Bays 2. The second, yeah. The second. Well, it's not the second. You told me it's not the second. No, it's the it's second. It's two. No. Oh, you're right. Yeah, My apologies. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. My it's apo- not I'm thinking junior. junior. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not thinking junior. Both juniors. 
<laughs> no, he's the second yes, because legally. he never wants to be other than if he's a junior. Then eventually you become senior. It's, it's, it's a long, it's a long, yeah, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. We hope that you'll join us next time when we have maybe get some folks up here, get some manufacturers to join us. Yeah, and hit us up on Facebook. And uh, if you want to make any suggestions for the show, we're more than welcome to hear your suggestions. Absolutely. Now we have lots of questions it. on Facebook, which right. I'm unfortunately we missed. So <laughs> we'll have to get back to them. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us.